and rebuild the whole process. And there are many of these projects in Ghana. Recently, um, there was a, in a hospital, a, a prominent hospital in Kumasi, I think a maternity ward or something. They now decided, whoever the day is, now decided to complete the building. But by the time they inspected the building, it was a total waste of money because they had to pull it down. And now pulling down the loan is another cost. So if they knew they were not willing to be consistent in making in the necessary investment into the building, they should not have started. Because just to start and leave it uncompleted, just to break it down again, and only God knows that, I, I think they have started working, only God knows who will finish that building. And this, one, this is why Africa, we are where we are. That's why many people blame um, political instability for the reason for why we are. Because there's no consistency in governance, there's no consistency in policies, consistency in strategies. And of course, in situations where they are consistent, they are consistently bad. So we have terrible leaders who have been in power for only God knows how long. And at the age of 100, they are still standing for election. That's what the kind of consistency we want. It's like carrying a baby. If you are not willing to carry the baby for the full nine months, you are just going to launch yourself in pain by carrying, by getting pregnant in the first place and saying after four months, you know what, I'm a slave queen. I can't undergo this deformity just because it's a baby. So God, through this episode, has been teaching us that the results we are looking for in our faith life, the results we are looking for in every aspect of our life comes from consistency. And we have looked at several things we need to be consistent in. There are things that we need to continue doing. The first one we look at that we need to continue dreaming despite the mockery, despite the failures that we may go through. We should continue laughing despite the contrary response we receive. There's a parable where I think Jesus so that a master sent, um, I think, uh, a husband man to go and uh, inspect on the field he had given to people. And they beat him and they tore him apart and they sent something back. I think he sent his son and did the same thing to him. And many a times we invest a love into people that will not give us the benefit of our love. But regardless, we need to continue because in due season, we would receive our result if only we do not faint. So to receive the reward of your love, you need to be consistent. We need to consistently be giving. We need to continue giving, regardless of whether people show gratitude or not. Jesus healed 10 letters. Only one of them came back, but the Bible said that he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. We need to continue forgiving. We need to continue praying. Pray again. Elijah prayed seven times for that ring. I know you have prayed about that job, but continue praying. Continue in faith. Continue proclaiming what God has said concerning your child, concerning your family, concerning your destiny. Continue proclaiming. Continue acting out in faith like Noah. For years, he was building the ark. He was telling people, it's going to rain. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. Yet people look at, them, look at this. What aspect of this climatic condition indicates a rain? And they went to consult the masters of the weather and astrology that are reducing rain coming. They were like, hey, if for nothing at all, I see a prolongation of the drought we are in. But Noah kept on in faith. Every day he woke up, he was cutting the wood, he was hammering the nails, he was sweeping, he was sawing, he was painting. Continued in faith. We need to continue serving. We do not outgo service. We do not get to that point in life where we don't serve again. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but 
to say and as long as we find ourselves in this tabernacle of a body we do not outgo service especially sometimes in church leadership of course you may not be in a position maybe you were a church secretary or a steward or choir music director or whatever so the fact that you are a music director and now listen your tenor has come to an end it doesn't mean you have outgrown the choir continue going for choir practice continue ministry because you do not outgrow service we need to continue praying praise and thanksgiving because we pray and we, we praise and we continue in thanksgiving always because we are full of thanksgiving process in collusion that abounding in thanksgiving we should overflow with thanksgiving Father, thank you for healing us. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for delivering us. Thank you for ordering the events of our life. Thank you for sustaining us. Thank you for angelic assistance. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for delivering us. Thank you for guiding us. Thank you that you never leave us nor forsake us. Overflow in thanksgiving. Regardless of the situation you find yourself, continue to fight against temptation. There is not a season where you outgrow temptation. Even David, with all the wives he had, still fell for a woman. That even God said that, Papa David, you already have plenty wives. And if it's another wife you needed, you could have simply asked. But David still fell for that that Sheba. So we do not outgrow temptation. We do not outgrow pornography. We do not outgrow stealing. We do not outgrow masturbation. We do not outgrow fornication. You do not outgrow these things. You must watch onto yourself to ensure that consistently, the way you started is the way you continue till the end. And tonight we are looking at the final four things that God wants us to continue doing. But before that, let's look at an interesting scripture in 2 John verse 8. It says, look to yourself that we do not lose the things which we have wrought, but we receive a full reward. Mr. John, old man John, is still at entreaty, look at yourself, be careful that, be diligent to be attentive to yourself, that the things that you have worked for, the things that you have invested in, the things that you have laid for you continue in doing it because that is the only way you would receive your full reward and i am by episode one i was talking about a friend who was saying that marriage is a daily investment the fact that you were nice to your wife yesterday doesn't exempt you from being right nice to your wife today the fact that you offered a helping hand to your wife yesterday doesn't exempt you from being unsensitive to your spouse the next day no matter the love you showed yesterday today to you must show and tomorrow to you my show so you do not look like Ali I have been loving you for 10 years so give me a break for the next 10 years if you want the full reward of marriage continue therein continue therein just look to yourselves that we do not lose that which we are for us but we receive a whole reward so tonight we look at the final four things god wants us to continue bearing and we look at the first from james chapter number one and the verse number 25 it says um let's start from verse 23. For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man beholding his natural face in the glass. For beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forgeth what manner of man he was. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and at least where our face comes in, and continueth therein, he is not being a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This man shall be blessed in his deed. 
I love the verse. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty, one of the it's called the law of liberty. God is not a manipulator. One of the things we benefit is the law of being, uh, uh, is the blessing of being a son. And sons are called into liberty. Slaves are bound. Said, you have not received the spirit of, of bondage again to fear. Liberty. So whenever you are dealing with God and you are not at, at will to choose, you are likely not dealing with God. That's for another day. It is it's blessed. It, it is fantastic that you are looking the law of liberty. But it says that and continueth therein. When you continue to look into the law of liberty, you will not be a forgetful hearer, but automatically you will be a doer of the work. And this man shall be blessed. The reason why many of us don't find the energy and the strength to act out in obedience is because we take our eyes off perfect law of liberty. Ah fantastic the perfect law of liberty when you look into the mirror of the perfect law of liberty you realize who god in christ jesus has made you but when you take your eyes off and you face them and you face the goliath of the day you easily forget but if you continue keeping your gaze on the perfect law of liberty. Every day, the Bible says in Psalm chapter 1, verse 1 following, it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the godly, nor seated in the city of scoffers. Verse 1 following, it says, Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the godly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful. Verse 2, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he doth meditate day and day night. So, if you want to enjoy the blessings in verse 3, it shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water and it shall bring forth its fruit in the season and whatever he does shall not wither and his leaves shall not wither and whatever does, whatever. The prosperity you are looking for, I've given it to you, is to delight yourself continually in the perfect law of liberty. The Bible study is supposed to be, or the meditation of God's word, is supposed to be a day and night affair. Talk meditating about girls or boys about money it only brings anxiety some of us were always doing calculations hey, you know, if my salary can increase from 1k to 1.5 i'll be able to save 700 and by the 10 year buy a mansion challenge brother stop worrying your heart into calculation it's good to plan it's good to be strategic but as you are thinking about money think about the perfect law of liberty meditate about the reality of the things god in christ jesus has done for you he says that I will never leave you nor forsake you. Meditate on it day and night. It will give you peace. He says, I wish above all things that you will prosper and be in good health. Even as your soul prospers, meditate on these things day and night. He says that I have come that you may have a life and that you may have it abundantly. Meditate on these things day and and that he says that the power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him far above all principalities, dominions, powers, and all name that is named, that power is invested in you. Think about these things day and night. When he says, Whatsoever you do, you prosper. Think about this day and night. He says, When you do these things automatically, automatically. Without effort, you will realize that you are becoming a doer of the work. Look at the choice of words. So, a doer of the work. 
So when you look into the perfect law of liberty, there's a work you would see. And just by continually keeping your gaze on that perfect law of liberty, you will find yourself doing that work. And the result is that this man shall be blessed. This man, the man who continues to look into the scriptures, who continues to fill himself with the word of God, who continues, as Paul advises in Colossians 3 verse 16, that it says that Colossians said, let the word of God dwell in you richly, richly. So just imagine the way you want to become rich. You want to have a trillion dollars. Have a trillion dollars worth of the word. If that word is richness for you, have that equivalent in the word of God in your heart. And automatically, you will be a blessing. And this is what Peter felt when he was walking on water. The Bible said that, and when he saw the wind, immediately he agreed him. I realized that whenever I start to do calculations about life, I become anxious, I become unstable, I become, if we're doing science, I become phosphorylated. <laughs> Let me just teach you a little bit of science. When, <laughs> uh, when phosphorus is added in glycolysis, you become unstable. That's the way many of us are because we are focusing on things outside the perfect law of liberty. You are adding phosphate, you are becoming unstable, you are becoming reactive. You want to make things, you want to work things out. But God is saying, like Peter, just keep your eyes on me, you will find yourself walking on water. Even in this economic situation, many people are walking on water. As some people are complaining and cursing whoever, there are also people who are walking on water because they are keeping their eyes gazed on the one who says come. So what you are supposed to do is to be obsessed about the words of come. That is the perfect law of liberty. Perfect law of liberty. Continue looking at God's word. Do not take your eyes off God's word and begin to focus on the news. I, I remember a colleague, an elderly colleague, she was telling me about how she used to watch um, this news, you know, this news discussion. She had about two or three stations that were her favorite. And I think maybe every Monday evening, Wednesday evening, Saturday, she said, she never misses those discussions. But about 20 years ago, she stopped listening to those discussions because she realized that she was doing her soul a great disservice. So she, she only listens to news just to know what's going on. But the discussion, because this way you listen to the analysis that you do, you realize that Charlie, we are heading in the wrong direction. Like we are compounding and complicating our mess. So she, she has saved herself. So the way she was looking into the law of the news every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, is the same way we have been looking into the perfect law of liberty, searching out what generous gifts our generous Father has in store for us. Continue therein in looking in the perfect law of liberty. Continue therein. Many of us, we used to memorize verses, but now we are outgrown <laughs> because we are taking our eyes off. We are taking our eyes off. That is why you need to continue listening to this podcast. Continue surrounding yourself naturally. You see, your environment should be structured in a way that naturally you are exposed to hearing God's word. Naturally. I used to say the time I was in the university, I had a radio. By the time I wake up, the first thing I do is to stand on my radio because the station is on a particular station. It starts with gospel, then you have the devotion, then everything. So by the time I am buffing, by the time I'm going for lectures, I am saturated with the presence and the consciousness and the reality of God. In Hebrews chapter 8 verse 9, it says that not according to the covenant I made with the fathers in the day I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt because they continued not 
in my covenant and I regarded them not. So God was having a wonderful journey with these Israelites. But when they stopped looking into the covenant and thereby not living by the dictates of the covenant, God also withdrew himself. But God is saying for you, he would hold your hands and everything will become possible when you keep your eyes focused, when you keep your mind filled and when you keep your heart obsessed about the realities and the perfect law of liberty. May our delight be in his word day and night. And even as we look, we know that we are changed from glory unto glory, even by his spirit. And that's what it says, um, I think, in Colossians. I think First Corinthians um, chapter number, I think chapter number two, it says, We with unveiled faces, beholding us in the mirror, the glory of God, are being changed even by the Spirit from glory unto glory. With unveiled face, continue to behold, continue to look into the perfect law of liberty. Continue to look at it. Because as you continue to look, you'll be changed from glory unto glory unto glory. So the change you are looking for is found. And here again, that in the same phrases, and now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. One day you look at you have a study about this liberty that we have. But the next thing we need to continue there is so the first one for tonight is to continue to look into the perfect law of liberty. The next thing God wants us to continue to look into is to continue in the truth. So let's go to second. And for this study, we'll be doing a lot of uh, John, epistles of John. So we look at second John verse 8. Now let's look at that. There's no chapter, so we will see verse 8. The same second John. Let's look at the earlier verses in the verse 4. Old man John is saying that I rejoice greatly that I found thy children walking in the truth as we have received a commandment from the Father. Now let's go to um, 3 John, the same verse 4. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children continue or my children walk in the truth. So let's start from the verse 2, verse 3, sorry. He says that, For I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth. Many start in the truth but many of them become complacent about the truth. And there's no better person that typifies this thing than our own mother, Mommy Eve. She knew the truth about the tree of good and evil. But at a point, she was beguiled by the serpent and she discontinued to walk in the truth that God has said, in the day you eat of this tree, you shall die. She heard another word that said that when you eat of it, you become like God. But God is saying, continue in the truth you have known. I've always said that most of us that were raised in a Christian home, there's certain things that we know as truth. But as we grow older and our flesh becomes stronger, we begin to compromise on the truth. So maybe you knew that, um, um, I don't know, you say gambling is wrong or whatever is wrong. But as you grow older, and <laughs> I remember there one day and a friend hollered me that Charlie, the way he needs money and a friend is always posting odds and always willing good money. I should not be surprised if one day, Charlie, <laughs> because he needs the money. And if he can bet what 10 cities or whatever cities and get this amount, <laughs> you see, 
everybody is called the curse of this world. It has a way of robbing us from continuing in the truth. But tonight, God is encouraging you. God is encouraging us that I know the cares of this world is choking us like left, right, center. Sometimes I get so like I get so worn out. <laughs> I remember one day, I was like, ah, I don't get to enjoy my salary like the way I want to. And now nah, I will get myself this nice thing. Me too, I deserve nice thing. Sometimes you just get so burdened by the cares of this world. You have to pay this, you have to pay that, you have to sort this, you have to sort. Like you are living your life just expecting your next salary just to sort something else, and the next just to sort out. Oh, an unending sorting. And this can cause you not to continue in the truth of honest work. Now you are tempted to cut corners, you are tempted to do a shoddy work, you are tempted to cheat, you are tempted to gamble. You are to do all sorts of things, but God is saying, continue in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear my children walk in the truth. The truth that you know about God, that God will take care of you, that God feels the pains that he does so the truth that you know that if God can, if God can so close the lilies or the grass in the field that are here today and gone tomorrow, how much more would this God take care of? Continue in the truth that our God is a generous God. Maybe we have been disappointed like me, I am <laughs> expecting that something you were expecting was going to come this year, and you are in the eighth month, you are in the ninth month, and there's no sign, there's no cloud like a hand in the sky to say, ah, the rains are coming, and you feel disappointed. Pointed and people are giving you options. God is saying, continue in the truth. You may have been waiting for that marriage, and the guy you know is not helpful for you. He's the only one who seems to be still available, and you are tempted to discontinue in the truth. This is God's word to you, honey. Continue in the truth because the result of that perfect man or whatsoever you are looking for will only be found if you continue daring. I have no greater joy. God has no greater joy than to realize that when he still comes back he finds you continue on that narrow path. The truth is a very narrow path. One step outside then you are no more in truth. So you can have one leg in truth and one leg out. That's how narrow the truth is. And God is saying, continue daring, continue being kind to people, continue being respectful, continue being diligent, continue doing honest work. Maybe started a certain business with some, with around the same time other people, and people are making progress because they are doing certain funny things. But you are deciding to continue in honesty. You are not, you are not, you are not manipulating the balance as they used to do when in the olden days when we are going to buy um, gari or rice or whatever. They put a small hole and they continue. They have their point. No, no, no. Continue in the truth because we have a generous power. I have no greater joy. God has no greater joy than to find us continuing in the truth because the benefit of truth will be enjoyed if only we continue therein. God give us strength. The third thing and the last but one for our study that God wants us to continue in is continue in God's love. Continue in God's love. John, I think today we have been looking at John throughout. John chapter 15, the verse number 9. Mr. John gives us a wonderful insight about how we should continue in the love of God. He says, John 15 verse 9, it says, As my Father has loved me, so I have loved you. And it ends with continue ye in my love. John 15 verse 9, it says, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Continue ye in my love. Continue ye in 
my love. Because many people start in God's love, but not so long after they find themselves outside of God. He said, The Father has loved me, Jesus speaking. And the way the Father has loved me, so I have also loved you. And you are enjoying the benefits of this love. Continue in this love. One way we know that we are continuing in this in God's love is if we love the things God loves and hates the things God hates. That's what he says clearly. What I read in the verse 19 is that if you were in this world, the world will love his world. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world will hate you. So when you realize that the world is loving you, it means that you are not, if the people of this world are agreeing with you, they are liking your, your posts. I think I should repeat this word. If you realize that the people of this world are liking your posts, people who do not have the same godly values and who are not in God's love are the ones who keep liking your post and agreeing with you and re whatever posting or retweeting or re-exing or whatever it means that the people who should be hating you are now loving you and it means that you are not continuing in God's love so to love God and the part I want to emphasize is that you must hate the thing God hates in fact in one of the church the letter I wrote to the church said that because you do not condone I think Jezebel either one of them they condone or do not condone so God was commenting on the fact that I don't like Jezebel. You do, you must not like Jezebel. It's as simple as that. That's one of the ways we continue in God's love. Because in James 4, he clearly tells us that friendship with the world automatically you become an enemy of God. You don't need to send God an enemy invite. The day you accept the friend offer from the world, automatically it is de-offering or de-accepting the friend request from God. You cannot have the two. And God is saying that just as the Father has loved Jesus, so he has loved us. Continue in it. Do not seek approval from the world. They are supposed to hate us. They are not supposed to like our view on sexuality. They are not supposed to like our view on money. They are not supposed to like our view on relationships. They are not supposed to like and agree our views on work. That is that. They are not supposed to like our opinion on how to make it in life, whatever that means to you. So when I see that I'm contrary to the world ah, and I know I'm on the right path continue in God's love if I find the world agreeing with me concerning relationship how relationship is that how what boyfriend girlfriend husband wife business around and I'm in the wrong path how you know that you are continuing is if you continually have friction with the world with the opinions the standards and the methodology of the world you must continually be against it that's how you continue in God's love because Friendship with God is enmity with the world. And enmity with God is friendship with the world. Continue in my love. Now, I've reserved the best for the last. <laughs> the last and final thing, of course, it's not the last, like last, but for our study. The final thing God wants us to continue in is continue going to church. Now, the technical thing is continue in fellowship, but I want to use going to church because I've realized that there's a rising army of virtual church attendance. A rising army. But we ask you for the two. A very famous scripture. Hey, at least I've gotten a scripture that is not in John. <laughs> a famous scripture I learned way back in secondary school. It says, And they continued steadfastly. They continued. That means that it's something that Jesus has started with them. But when he left, they, are, they continued steadfastly in what? In, do, in the apostles' doctrine, in fellowship, and in the breaking of bread, and in prayers. 
but I want to personalize it in continuing going to church. And I'm sure we all know the scripture that says that do not neglect the gathering together. You see, there are mainly three things we care from going to church. That many of us will lose sight of. Of course, the first one or the primary one is to hear God's word, which in this instance encompasses um, I'm worshipping, all the worshipping, hearing and praying, all those things. But that is not the only reason why you go to church. And this is the reason why you you malnourish yourself when you become a virtual church attender. And of course, because of AC, this social media was there because there will be times that you will not be around to physically go to a church. And that should not rob you from enjoying the blessings of God's presence. In this instance, the word of God. That is the reason for social media or for, for online services. It is not meant to replace physical gathering together. Of course, there are some meetings that will be gathering online. Some meetings are purely online. So when you join, you are gathering together. But the virtual service is not meant to replace camp gathering together. Because when you attend the service, you only get one out of the three. And you are disadvantage. You get one out of three. You are filled in class. So the first one, which is to hear the word of God, which many of us think that's the only reason why you go to church. The second reason why you must go to church is to fellowship with the brethren because iron sharpened iron and because many of us as somebody you say respectfully speaking <laughs> we have not learned social skills we are easily irritated by people we do not learn how to live in peace with people we don't want to go to church because our character flaws are exposed and our intolerance for people are exposed but you are part of the body of Christ and you must interact with other believers. You are robbing yourself when you do not enjoy the fellowship of the brethren. So when you are in your house with your laptop or your phone or your TV, just listening to a powerful sermon, worshiping and even taking communion, of course you are enjoying one, but you are robbing yourself because when the anointing flows, it says it flows from the head of Aaron down. So you if you are the leg, you need to be connected to the body and fellowshipping with the brethren, meeting them in church, saying hi, hello, taking pictures, asking them how we work, how we school, meeting them at cell meetings, meeting them at rehearsals, meeting them at prayer meetings in smaller groups, exchanging encouragement. You see, because when you gather, one of you should have a psalm, one of you a hymn, one of you a word of encouragement. We are all supposed to do something. And that's the third reason why you must go to church. The second is fellowship. The third is that you must contribute. You must serve the body of Christ because the gift of music that God has given to you, you can't bless because it's in your house. And because you are being selfish, as someone you say, respectfully speaking, you only want to hear the word of God in your room and say hallelujah, amen, and pay your offering online. Some of us, we need your smiles at the gate when we come to church to usher us in. Sister, stop robbing the body of Christ of your smile and get up and go to church. This virtual Christianity, because that is not the only reason why you go to church. You don't just go to church to hear God's word, but you go to church to fellowship with other brethren and deadly to serve other brethren. God has given you gifts that you can serve with the gift of smiles, the gift of hope, of encouragement, of comfort, of, of, of worship. And you need to be in the physical building to contribute with your gifts. Honey, why are you robbing us? Eh? I am robbed because I'm coming to church and you are not coming. Eh? <laughs> Please come to church. I need you. I literally need you to survive because we are members of one body. If one is honored, all are honored. If one suffers, all suffer. 
you need to realize that you are a member of a body and you need to continue steadfastly, not in just in the apostles' doctrine. We need to break bread together and we need to pray together. And they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. But that's not all. We need to continue in fellowship, in breaking of bread, and in prayer. I need to hold your hand and we pray together for an hour. I need to sit for you to sing all by God. I need to come for you to smile on the kids. I need to come. Like you need to contribute and be a virtual church attender. You cannot, unless you are the one projecting, doing the projection for the pastor. And you need to come and project for the pastor. And, and add images, PowerPoints to his PowerPoint presentation, images to his PowerPoint presentation. So please, we need to realize this thing. Don't trivialize God's word. He says, never forsake the gathering together because you are robbing yourself of two great blessings. The blessing you are looking for is in the body of Christ. As annoying as we are, if we have your blessing and you have my blessing. So in James chapter 5, he says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that the prayer of faith may heal. The reason why many of us are suffering is because of these things. That which you are looking for is in the hand of another person. But you are doing yourself a virtual church attend. Continue going to church. I really want God really wants to encourage us. We do not outgrow church going. You have been going to church, ah, you were teens, you were Sunday school, this teens, this, and, and now you are 40 years old. You know what? I've been going to church, ah, I'll just stay in my house, press a remote, and I'm okay. Pay my offering and pay generously. In fact, some of you say, my transport. What I use for transport, by fuel for transport or transport fare, I'll add it to the offering and make it bigger. Oh, brother, is God begging you for money? He has given you gifts that you need to serve the body of Christ with. He has given you things for you to fellowship with other people. Go to church. Continue to go to church. Don't outgrow church going. Don't outgrow small meetings, departmental meetings, prayer meetings, workshop meetings. Don't outgrow this thing because you are robbing yourself. You are taking yourself outside of the love of God. You are making yourself feel prominent, more prominent, more higher than you ought to. And God is seriously telling us, virtual whatever is not to replace a physical gathering together. And it's God's prayer for us that we will continue there in these 12 things that He has taught us in this episode. We just want to spend some time on prayer tonight. And ask God to endure us with heart and God to be consistent. Father, endure us with power, pray speak to God. God endure us with power to continue to think, to continue to love, to continue to serve, to continue to give, to continue in your life, to continue in fighting temptation, and continue going to endure us with power in the name of Jesus, endure us with abilities to continue to be consistent in the name of Jesus. Endure us with abilities in the name of Jesus. Endure us with grace. Endure us with your help. Remind us, O oh Lord, to continue to move into the perfect law of liberty in the name of Jesus. Endure us with strength in the name of Jesus. Endure us with power that we will enjoy the full reward of our consistency in the name of our Lord Jesus. Continue to listen to this podcast. Continue to make it your personal aim to invite people, not to go certain numbers, but to continue to look into the perfect of the Lord. That's what we do. We have discussions with God through the pages of Scripture. So it is God through His Word and speaking to us. Invite people, make the daily effort for people that are continue to make it work. Lord, even as you come and you.